Hey guys, it's Christina. This is Vox and Guest, and I am joined today by like the cutest couple ever. Look at them. They're listed as some weird guy, but it's not just some weird guy. <laughs> it's our some weird guy. It's it's electric tardigrade. It's Aaron, and we have the beautiful Jade from J Procyon Art with him. Hello, my dears. How are you guys today? You want to say hello, hello? Oh, can I hear you? Oh God, can you not? Yes, no, I can. <laughs> okay, it looked like you said something and I didn't hear anything and I was like, oh, that would be bad. It's, audio is a key component of this interview generally, just, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason. So um, I am really happy to have you both here today um, because I have been enjoying you, Aaron, on Facebook for months now. You are hilarious and the best kind of weird and you're so honest and everything that you put out is just like, whether it's hot dogs or trauma or whatever, you're just, you're, you are you and you're whatever. And I was like, I gotta talk to this guy. And now I have a bonus. I have a twofer. I have a, a gift with purchase <laughs> in Jade, who's just like, you know, the art is just so awesome. So we'll be talking about all of that today. But I <clears throat> have to start everything off because, you know, now as a professional journalist, I have to establish my credibility with every interview that I do. So I'm going to start off with a really intense, personal, philosophical question. Okay. And you can both answer it. All right. Awesome. Are, you, are you ready for this? Okay. Here we go. Is cereal soup why or why not yeah because milk's broth <laughs> Ooh, <ugh. laughs> you're just trying to be it's difficult soup. <laughs> uh people that enjoy borscht nice try borscht it's a soup <laughs> it is a soup i've had that that's the beet soup right <laughs> that's why her argument is invalid i love you but you're wrong so, so your argument is what jade you say no I said no because it soup is it's or cereal's cold and soup is warm. <laughs> Except for borscht and gazpacho as well. So oh, you have I, a yeah. I'm just is wrong. Ignorant. <laughs> it's weird how ignorant you are. Okay, it's this kind of banter that keeps their love alive, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay. It, it really does. <laughs> okay, so we we have we have dissension in the ranks. We have a yes. Because, and I hate this sentence and everything about it, milk is a broth. It's a broth. Uh, it's just. It's a broth. Mm. And then we have no because it's not warm. Stop me. I just okay. Hitting the vape. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Whatever you feel like doing is fine with me. So, okay. All right. Well, we may not have answered that age old question, but at least we got some really good uh, answers for it. So <laughs> That's all we need to know. It's a okay. soup. It either very definitely is or is not a soup. It's Don't. definitely one of those two things. So, okay, before I, I create uh, friction between the two of you that, that you don't need, um, we have a lot to talk about because, first of all, you have so much music. And um, when I do the prep for these interviews, I listen to everything. Like oh God, I'm sorry. everything that, <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. But I listen to everything that's on Spotify. I listen to everything that's out. And, um, and I, I was astounded by in the last two plus years, how much music you have generated. Um, and it, we're not even talking about, you know, 
two, three minute songs. Some of these are seven, nine, 10, 11 minutes long, you oh, know, and, and you, you know, you, you just are prolific. And so before we get to all of that and all of the, everything that we're going to talk about, let me back way the hell up and find out how you got into music, how old you were, like what, what was the thing that made Aaron go, I'm going to do this. Green Day. Green Day. Talked about this. Green Day. Um, I'm an '80s kid, but I, my mom always introduced me. Like, and people always, I, I, I shudder to talk about it because people think that like I'm being deprecating towards my mom. But my mom was an alcoholic, and that's not deprecation. That's fact. <laughs> I inherited that and I'm very open about it, mm-hmm. but she used to take me to parties. And because of that, I was introduced to very loud music, like gotcha. ABC, Pantera. Like, I mean, like bands that I could never let go of because of that. Mm. But whenever I started watching MTV, you know, like back when they still played music, music, yeah. <laughs> um, Long view by green day came on and I was like, I mm. want to be able to play this. this. And so I told my dad that I wanted to play bass. Didn't even know what the hell it was at that point, but I just wanted to play it. I wanted one and I wanted to figure it out. And he took me to a pawn shop and got it for me. Now, I need to say as an aside, he never thought it would do anything like good for me. Okay. Day I found out I got a scholarship for being a jazz bassist at the school I went to. I literally call my dad to rub it in his face. Okay. That's the relationship I have with my family and my musicality. Okay. I, but uh, yeah, it was Longview by Green Day. I said, I want to be able to play this. But you know, the thing is too, and I will say this until I'm dead. Um, Longview was a bit above my pay grade when I got my first shitty pawn shop base yeah and didn't know how to play yet (laughs) torture yourself with music you know you can't play Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it sucks nobody's in there like pre-internet ripping you so play stuff that you know is above your pay grade it will always turn out good promise i I agree it challenges you to get better yeah no no i agree with that I, i was playing primus at like two years in and I need to say because I made a reference that I would make the joke when people are like what made you focus so much on music and I was like weed <laughs> I mean you can take that however you want be like weed <laughs> just weed not even necessarily that weed it could be any weed it could be a dandelion just got you right into it it's just the focus that the one that gets you high Right, exactly. Whatever kind of weed gets you going, just sitting there crushing up dandelions and jamming them into your face or whatever, you know. I like that. You could try that. Don't try this at home, kids. Or if you have, let us know how it worked out for you. For your heart. Of course she would say that. Okay. I'm not going to give you any ideas. I don't think you need any ideas on any of that from me. Um, But okay, so, so you have been in music for a long time then. And you were self-taught, I guess, because if you didn't have a ton of familial support beyond getting you the bass in the first place, I'm imagining you didn't get lessons or anything like that either. Um, 
I mean, sort of yes and no. Um, I took show choir in high school, but I made it my job to be the mortal enemy of the teacher to the point to where there would be a major show that the show choir had to be at their best for, and I would purposefully bow out as the bass player because I knew it would enrage her. Sorry, Mrs. Pitchford, if you watch, but <laughs> I really tried to sabotage you. Um, what? Bass is a weapon of passive aggressiveness. I, I'm. <laughs> it, you don't ever notice it until it disappears. Oh, a thousand percent. I've said that so many times. We, we had a gig where our bass player didn't I, show up and somebody was like, oh, will anybody notice? And I'm like, yeah, they they're going to notice. <laughs> That's exactly. They Nobody's going to want to dance, first of all, because there's no bass. So thanks very much. And, and I need to say this because I hope maybe he will watch this. The reason I got the idea to do that is because the previous bass player essentially made a career out of doing that to this person. And I was like, oh, well, as the new bass player, I must do the same. So I made her life a living nightmare because I felt that I had a reputation to uphold. <laughs> but I mean, like, you Real. stayed with it anyway, even though you hated her. Is that because you loved the bass so much or did you have to do show choir as part of school? Um, actually, it was because by the time I was a senior, I had already established myself as a music guy. So half of my senior schedule was music. Gotcha. But okay. we'll be the first to say that the band director, actually, I was a snare drummer in marching band. Hmm. The band director is the reason why I graduated high school and went to college. And I ended up going to a Catholic church that he played bass for. Whole other story. Okay. <laughs> but... I was like, oh my gosh, because like at my school to sign out of classes, you had to have the teacher's to permission. Yeah, to drop out. Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but when I got to Mr. Leatherman's, it was like, he was the last class. He was the last one. I had all the teacher's permission. But I stood there for like 20 minutes being like, I don't think I can do this. I don't mm. think I can face him. Mm. And that's why I take very personally when people don't think the arts are important. Mm. Because Mr. Leatherman impacted me so much that if it wasn't as big of a deal, he would have signed off. Right. That's but right. I was like, I can't do this. I can't make him ashamed. He was like a second dad, basically. Oh. Um in fifth grade, he was the teacher. I'm going to try not to cry saying this, <laughs> but like I was sitting at a table and we had to like do our little rhythm tip taps to show the teacher that we had some rhythm. Right. Actually, he pushed me aside and said, go sit over here. And I cried, bawled my eyes out because I thought I failed. And he said, mm -hmm. no, you already passed. You're in. But 12 years later, um, I met up with him again and was like, oh my God, like it's Mr. Leatherman. The reason I graduated high school because I, and I got to tell him dude was the highest paid teacher in Jackson County, but okay. he never heard before that this fucking loser drum guy finished high school because I was too ashamed to look him in the eyes and say I quit. You didn't want to let him down, it sounds like. You know, that's... And 
I know that we probably have a few things we disagree with now, but I think he would probably be pretty happy knowing what I did with music, even if it's mm-hmm. just a thing, side thing. A thing. I think it's a little bit more than a thing, Aaron. <laughs> I, I've called it a hobby and people have shit on me. Like, okay. I, I fully support the, 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 the pigeoning of you at that statement because it's bullshit. <laughs> if that's your, if this is your hobby. Death pigeon. Are death you watching? <laughs> um, okay. So I am still trying to figure out because, oh no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> um, this is a very general question, but um, with all of the music that I listen to for the interviews and then just, you know, with the, with the indie music community in general, everybody's very, for the most part, not everybody, but most people are very specific about genre. Okay. And so you've got dance, techno, synth wave, ambient, electronic, acid, you know, dance music, shred wave. You've got all these different break, break down. Hmm? Oh, shred wave! That my my buddy Noel introduced me to that. He's the guitar player in my stuff, so I had to shout him out. Oh yeah, well we're gonna talk about the saddest humans and everything as we go. But um, but it, so talk to me about genre because I know that you're in the process of not changing genres but expanding genres, maybe from stuff that I've seen you say on Facebook and that you know what you're doing with the the songs this year. Um, are different. And I mean, again, having listened to <laughs> everything um, oh, from 21 and 22, um, your music does sound different to me. Um, you know, and I know we've you've got a lot of collabs with different people. We're going to talk about all that stuff. But let me just frame for right now, because I have the feeling between the two of us, at least, and Jade may be there to keep us both honest, but it will be keeping this conversation by the tail <laughs> and making sure we actually start and end a question and, and get all the information. I, I'm going to try my best to, to, to get my squirrel brain to focus, but talk to me about what you are calling, what you're doing now, what you would call what you've done before. Is it all the same thing? Is it different? Do you not give a fuck? Like, you know, what, what how do you define yourself genre wise? If you do experimental. And the reason I say that, and I feel like I've been pretty open about why I'm open about it. If I had a dollar for every metal instrumentalist, whatever, doesn't matter, bass, guitar, drums, whatever, messages me with little EDM clips that they've made, I get so fucking happy. I do. Mm-hmm. I get happy because... Um, it's not really the most popular thing that I've ever done. I was like the town's bass player, but don't consider that a brag because there's like five people in the town. Okay. But like, <laughs> I also have the problem and please don't edit this out. That the Delta eight is making me forget what we talked about. And I oh, just don't worry. Don't worry. We, we do very little editing, but do you need me to repeat the question? Was it about why do I make, a yeah, bunch of random of dumb shit. <laughs> okay, that is that is definitely not what I asked you. <laughs> Jade's gonna help me out here. Yes, it's genre. Verbalized it, and I understand it now. And thank you. I love you, Jade. If we need um, to do like an interpretation thing, you just let me know. If you you speak Delta Eight and I don't, so if we if we need to go that way, <laughs> I can um, totally do that. Oh, but but, we can do but really, what it 
what it boils down to. Oh my God, I forgot again. Your evolution of genre. Yes, time. Uh, genre has never been huge. It mm -hmm. does because there is a YouTube producer that was like, hey, you can do whatever you want, but you should at least keep it somewhat consistent. Is this Andrew Huang? It absolutely is. Oh my God. I'm so happy. Okay. Okay. I, the only reason I know that is because of Bone Locker. We just talked about him yesterday. So I don't want to act like I have knowledge I don't have, but it sounded like the guy that you were talking about. Yeah. So yeah, the idea that you can fuck around in all these different genres, but focus on a thing. Yeah. Do that thing really well at a time. But also I need to say this, and there's going to be a couple people hear me say this for the first time as open as I am. I know people that are part of the synthwave genre who um, say terrible things about it, like terrible to the people that are fans. And I'm like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. You're kind of established in this and this is not. So they're dinging their own genre. Yeah. Yeah. Why? What? Why? Don't know. Because see, I see the tropes and a lot of times when I see stuff that I can make fun of synthwave, I'm going to make fun of it. But at the end of the day, me and Noel, within two days, or is it Noel and you I? You pick fun because you love it. You know? I, I pick fun at it because I love it, I will quote. Yeah, there you go. That's understandable. When people shit on it, and I know they're serious, I'm like, you know, I have a problem with that. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I started out making Synthwave because it was familiar and more musically inclined. Mm. And I will always, and Jade has seen it, I'm like, you know, today I need to make a Synthwave song and post it because I adore it. But the one thing that I've never gotten is if people didn't get whatever they needed from that genre, mm. that they put it on blast. Right. If it's not for you, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, our, our, our older kid uses the phrase, don't yuck my yum. You know, and it's like, I think it's great. It applies to so many things. But yeah, just like if it's not doing it for you, it's just, you know, it's like it's a person who's not your type. It doesn't mean they're unattractive. You just don't get turned on by them. So I'm, I'm with you on that, especially if you're in the fucking genre. What are you doing? Like, what, what is it? It's like it's like I'm too cool for my own genre. So like I'm just going to act all above it and disaffect it or whatever. like I mean, just but I guess when I look at it, I'm like, I'm not cool enough for any genre, so I'm just going to come across as a parody. <laughs> so you're like the weird Al of Synthwave or something now. That's what that's how I'm you think of yourself. Distance. <laughs> weird Al of existence. Okay. You might have to fight actual Weird Al for that one, but yeah. Okay. All right. People so church domination. So I could I could probably pull it off. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I'm not anymore. And I'm sure that's a topic for another time. So, um, and you've released a bunch of singles. Now, are they all on the album? Uh, actually, it's really funny. And I'm going to say this because I hope the person that watches this hears it. The one thing that got me into all of this was actually my godmother, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Um. I had been snubbed by a whole bunch of musicians because of my intensity, hmm. including, by the way, if you see Saxicolis or the second half of Saddest Humans, he knows we crack about it. He was part of that. He snubbed me, like disappeared. And Mary, but the funny thing is, is when they snubbed me, Mary decided getting me a $500 synth was the answer. Hmm. And 
Noel actually taught me how to use a DAW. Okay. And I sort of went balls to the wall with it. Um, what? Talk about how New Start was born. Oh, New Start was actually the first song that I had fully made that was comfortable enough to publish. But also I say the reason why it's a weird conversation for me is because it also turns out that the whole project was by a DJ trying to take, trying to take credit for what I was doing. And because I have social anxiety really bad, he tried to pull off being the guy that wrote the stuff. Oh, but no. Other topic. Wow. <laughs> You're like a nesting doll of topics. <laughs> okay. I make mental notes like come back to that, come back to that. Okay, so wait. So I'm hearing a theme that a lot of your musical persistence is largely um like a big fuck you <laughs> to people who either I'm gonna let Jade say it because it will be more hard hitting to let you know basically how I operate. Yeah. It's spite. It's spite. spite. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's I spite. think that was a word I was looking for and didn't pop to, to mind. But yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like just, you don't think I can do this. You don't think this is going to go anywhere. You don't think I'm going to make anything of this. And I'm going to do it just to spite you. <laughs> that you basically just summarized everything that I fucking do when I wake up. And I'll see People... No, he wants to quit every once in a while, and I think mm. it's really, at the end of the day, it's spite. Like he loves the music; he'll never stop making music, but it, he'll never stop pushing the music in his project because it's spite. Jade <laughs> has actually had to like coddle me while I was crying, wanting to delete everything I've ever made. But you know what makes her a champ? That she'll be like, "What about the people that you fucking hate?" <laughs> and then I'm like. And ready to rage again. Like, yeah, I got to prove all these people wrong. So he, she just goes in and sort of stokes the embers of your villain origin story. And then that keeps you going with the music. She is the girlfriend a nihilist can ever ask for. There you go. That would be a great song title or album title, actually. So, all right. Look, I think maybe what we do here is we go... We go back up a layer. Okay. Um, you mentioned social anxiety. You mentioned, um, you know, Delta 8. You've mentioned spite <laughs> um, and making My music just to spite people. Um, I, I know you've been very vocal and open, which I love so much about mental health. And, you know, we end up discussing it a lot on Voxing Guest because literally every single person that I've interviewed and, and myself, like we've all grappled with it in one format or another or still are or whatever. Um, but you've been really vocal about it because you've been through some serious fucking shit, like, you know? <laughs> um, and so I, I kind of wanted to let everybody know a little bit, because I think if people listen to your music and they don't have the context of you and your life and where you're coming from, there's a dimension to the music that they might be able to miss. And I don't want them to do that because I went into listening to your stuff really intensively versus like the things I had heard, you know, like Joyride and everything just here and there as you release them. Um, and knowing about you and your life 
it gave the songs um, a different resonance for me, you know, and I was looking for you in it, um, in the music. And so my long rambling thing is how much about your background <laughs> do you want to get into? I mean, you, I know you've had some real tragedy and losses and lately. Okay. So, I mean, I mean I as deep as I have to, because I just need people to know exactly that. I was like, I want my music to not be preachy. Mm-hmm. And it used to actually piss me off when people were like, you should score a video game. I was like, why do I have cartoony music? You <sighs> son of a bitch. And it used to bother me, but I actually met up with somebody who actually, if you look at the fizzy, glizzy mm -hmm. artwork, the other guy is mm -hmm. the backbone of the glizzy joke. Like, okay. world to me, he's developing a video game and I'm going to be the scorer of his oh, video. Oh, that's awesome. But I was drowning in my own vomit. He was the one person that believed in me. Mm. I, that, mm. Oh, you son of a bitch. Jade, will you please make sure Herschel quits being a dick? And I'm going to sit here and smack him. Ah, fuck. I'm sorry. You can act <laughs> it out. Why, why is it playing a bossa nova beat? Can you still hear me? I can hear you. I have no idea what you're talking about right now, but I can hear uh, you. <laughs> my favorite person on the planet, which happens to be a cat. I knew it was a cat. <laughs> Anytime somebody calls their animal a dick, it's always a cat. Like it nobody calls their dog a, a dick. It's like, always no, a cat. So when, when you're talking about, um, you know, busy glizzy, are you talking about Tim? Is that the person? Actually, no, but Tim is super important too. Okay. I don't know who did the artwork for that is when we were in high school together, we were playing the sweater song by Weezer. Yeah. And when we got to the ooh, ooh part, she actually came out and yelled at us because it was so repetitive. Tim is actually whenever I was just a weird synthwave guy being taken advantage of, he came at me and said, I have a song. Will you remix it? And I was like, I mean, I can give it a fucking whirl. Yeah. And I did. And actually a week before I introduced myself as my own project, his song came out. Okay. And I also have to brag for Jade because he had a show a couple weeks ago and she designed his video backdrop. Ooh, lucky man. Okay. And it was amazing. And I thought I was going to have more to do with it, but I was like, you're way better at this than me. I'm just going to go back to self-loathing and making four of the floor beats. It does take up a lot of time, those two things. Yeah. So, but, and again, just to make sure everybody who's watching knows Jade, you know, J pro scion art, like really cool graphics, really cool. Is all your art is digital Jade? Yeah, well, some of it's traditional that I turned into digital and, like, retouched and... Except for her slam poetry. What slam poetry? No, don't be vague. <laughs> I really don't know. She doesn't have slam poetry. I'm sorry. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> okay. But so the art is, um, it's largely digital or you've made it digital. Yeah, or I've, like, I've taken something I've made traditionally and, like, overlaid and added effects and drawn on top of it in some cases or um, change the grain saturation to make it a more cohesive digital image to be used mm. as 
But I need to say one thing. When I'm we sure it's going to be more than one thing, but go ahead. When Fair. But when we met on <laughs> Tinder, I didn't know that she was a digital artist. And that's like, maybe there is a God. <laughs> Only because, like, I didn't know. And it turned out there's a period of time that you can go look at my stuff and you're like, oh, wow, Aaron made this art and it's terrible. So but then you appear always don't even don't even go there don't even talk about how i just used me and matt back to whether cereal is soup or not you two are just not going to agree on this one but all right you thought the art was terrible and then at a certain point it just elevates magically and the magic is actually jade um she doesn't realize that when somebody clicks on one of my songs on spotify their impression is her art first. Mm. Mm. You have you have a lot of music, so you got to talk about Denny and I mean, I love the people that have done other art for me, but <laughs> this is more you trying not to be self-deprecating. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> so, all right, what I'm getting here is that I need to manage your self-deprecation, Aaron, but Jade will help me with that. And then I have to help you manage Jade's self-deprecation. And so I've got both hands are full oh, right now. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to just go ahead here and put in an, an overall disclaimer that you're both wrong. So shut the fuck up about it, at least for the interview so that we can no. talk about all the other really good stuff. No, seriously. I mean, you got, and it's such a great marriage of your art. Like it's really, it works so well together because exactly what you just said, Aaron, like, you go and you listen to a song and it's got this really cool visual and it it puts you in a place to start from at least. And then because obviously what you're making for him, Jade, is not like, oh, I'm just throwing together whatever. It enhances the whole thing, you know, and I don't know. So I'm going to disagree with both of you when you're self-deprecating and that's it. But so to that's get back to... Her. <laughs> get back to just talking about you know mental health and history and everything i mean have you always struggled i mean i know that 2012 was a real banner year for you um <laughs> in terms of dealing with a whole lot of crap Bad. yeah but i mean you you know again i i don't want to seem to be leading you down a conversation so i don't want to mention details oh, or anything that you the board don't worry. Okay. So, I mean, you, you lost both your parents pretty close together, like three years apart and pretty young. Um, yeah. And that seems to have started a trajectory for you that took you completely out of your existing life at the time, which if I've got the timeline correct, you were a preacher? Yeah. Yes. And okay. I, so <laughs> let me just repeat that uh, because I know everyone at home is like, what the actual fuck? Oh, yes, Aaron no, was not. at one point I used to be a, a preacher. preacher. I'll you at Bible knowledge. And people are like, yeah, right. And I'm like, fucking bring it. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I know that my friend, and I'm going to call him out by his total name because he's a dear friend. And I know because it was sort of like a crux. Sorry, I probably look like I just picked my nose, but it you was didn't. It. it looked like a like a I, jaunty wiggle. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. so this friend that that what no, happened Doyle looked at me and said, you know, when your mom died, I watched it change your personality. Mm. 
And I looked at it and it was right. And actually I had a therapist while I was basically straight jacketed um, at a mental hospital mm -hmm. after my dad died. And that's a whole story. And I'm willing to get into it as long you as you tell as much or as little of it as you want. That's totally up to you. But this is your interview. I, so my dad, when he was dying, um, it was like my therapist said, when your mom died, you flushed your faith down the toilet. Mm -hmm. And then when your dad died, you gave up on it completely. And that's mm -hmm. true. And I can't even begin to tell you how many people have come at me sideways when they find out one of the reasons I have problems with religion is not only how I was treated, but how people treated me when like my mom and my dad were my world. And mm -hmm we had a really weird relationship but okay yeah you mentioned especially with your dad um if you hear me right now tell me how you feel about my dad we called him mr happy pants because he was kind of bitchy <laughs> all the time okay but everybody loved him huh. and just i don't know it's a weird it's a weird story for me, but I love talking about my parents. I actually, mm -hmm. my therapists have told me that the reason that I'm so messed up is because I refused to let other people do my parents' homilies at their funeral because I was afraid they would say something mean. Uh. And I took the bullet basically for them. Um, That's a lot. I That's both of their funerals because I didn't want anybody misrepresenting them. And according to my therapists, it was a bad idea. Okay. Well, you, that, I mean, that's a lot to take on. I mean, I, I said a little something at my grandmother's funeral and I was incredibly close to her and I know how hard that was and yeah. I wasn't as young and they weren't my parents um, so, I mean, it's kind of a big thing for somebody to say like, well, you've done this thing that you can't change now and it's completely fucked you over. And that person is your therapist, but, um, I'm going to trust that your therapist <laughs> knows what they're doing with that. But I mean, you, so, okay. So you were a preacher, clearly religious at that point, unless you were a really weird kind of preacher. Um, and then you, you lost your mom and then a couple years later you lost your dad and then you walked away. And you, as you said, you know, you ended up, you know, I guess institutionalized for a bit. And then you got diagnosed, which fucked Same. up way to have it happen. But I'm really glad that that happened because generally like every single person I know, whether it's in or out of my family, who's had Life. bipolar disorder or addiction or, you know, any kind of mental health diagnosis, things got better for them on some level once they got the diagnosis because it's kind of like okay this is what my brain is fucking doing so it was that your experience too that it yeah actually okay. day that i was getting ready to be discharged the doctor brought me into the room and he said you have severe bipolar disorder with psychoses mm. fuck you mm. and like i'm not sure he knew but i guarantee he's probably even had fists thrown at him you know people don't want to hear that shit oh no i'm sure yeah but like after he calmed me down after cussing him out i heard him out i heard mm -hmm. him out and mm -hmm. he basically described my life as a teenager ah without knowing anything about my teens and i was like oh my god mm. 
fucking nailed it. And even though I'm still a mess, it was that diagnosis that I started picking up um, who I was, how I was mm. doing, mm. and all that. And looking at it as, okay, you're a crazy guy. Sorry if that gets you zucked. But I could go even deeper because my language gets weirder. We're on YouTube, so you don't have to worry about him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but, but no. like, I'm serious. Like, in, in the sense of I would cry crocodile tears to explain what I've been through to, like, save, like, one person from this nightmare. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and I mean, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, what I was, what, yeah. <laughs> after my, after my dad died, my therapist to tie it back was like, you gave up after they died. And I was like, Oh God, you're right. I did give up to the point that now my voice sounds different mm. because of my cigarette addiction. And I ruined my voice. Mm. The hacking. Well, and I mean that, you know, you mentioned alcoholism too, and obviously genetically, you know, if you start out behind the eight ball on that, like so many of us do, um, but a lot of people I know who are especially bipolar and undiagnosed turn to addiction to self-medicate, which I mean, you know, while it's not ideal, obviously makes a whole lot of sense to me <laughs> because something has got to help. Um, and it doesn't help, but it, in the moment, it seems like it does. So, I mean, so you, I mean, you really kind of went in at bottom and were you making any music during this period? Were you? Yeah. Oh, I was okay. in, a, and I think my Facebook might have a picture of it, but actually a guy that I'm still very close to that, um, Sorry, I drank that wrong, and now I'm like, eh. but no, like a guy that actually has been integral to my growth and messing with sense was part of a prog rock project with me whenever okay. I had lost both my parents, um, and he got to actually deal with my rage, like live. Poor guy. Mm. Mm. Love you, Jimmy, mm. but sorry at the same time. Mm. It just, uh, it wrecked me. But also, that's the reason <laughs> I like to talk about this stuff, because there's a lot of people that don't talk about oh, this stuff. Absolutely. If the world collapses, people don't know. People don't know. That's right. That's right. And it, it's more damaging because whatever trauma or grief or loss you go through, it feels like you're the only person in the world that it happened to. And then it also feels like you're the only person in the world who's processing it the way you are. And that's Absolutely. never, ever true. It's never true. And I mean, I, I think that, you know, I get it's your MO, you know, um, I hope that wasn't, I want to leave this interview now. Um, oh, no, no, was, no, I'm no. just kidding. It might be a P alert. We don't know. But um, oh. it, it's, um, you know, you, you are saying a lot of stuff about being messed up, about being fucked up, about being, you know, a disaster, a mess, whatever. And I mean, Aaron, like, 
you went through one of the most traumatic things that can happen to a person twice in three years at a young age. And you also were battling for, you know, years before that with your brain pretty much setting you on fire all the time and not knowing why. And so I I think a modicum of grace for yourself here might be in order. Of course it wrecked you. Of course it fucking destroyed you and it tore your whole world apart. Like how could it not? Um, And the fact that you're making music and that you were making music even in the middle of that, you know, I mean, sometimes our, our closest friends are the ones that just sit there and absorb all of the ugliest parts of ourselves when we can't pretend to be fine. And that's how you find out who your friends and your family are, right? Those are the people who don't walk away. So, I I mean, yeah. Can I say one thing? You can say whatever the hell you want, dude. (laughs) No, this is what I want. Because after you said that, I'm like, okay, now I feel safe. But I need people to know what I was up against. Um, Because there's a lot of people from my hometown that have criticized me because I... You know, lost it. Jeez. My mom's death. My mom's death. I was a mama's boy, mm-hmm. right? I was a mama's boy, hands down. I can show you card tricks that make your mind explode because that's how they entertained me while my mom was getting hammered. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm real about it. Mm-hmm. And take anything away from her. No. And I, Mary watches this. She knows that's true, too. Mm-hmm. And I love her to pieces and I would not want to do anything to upset her. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, what's really crazy. And the one thing I've wanted to get out of all of this. Thank you, my dear. My dear helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is that Mary, my godmother, Mm -hmm. by the way she held me at my mother's funeral after the hardest speech i've ever given in my life and i was like mom i'll make you proud and mary promised me that she would take over but the thing is is the funeral parlor gave me two hours to make peace with the fact that i was eight hours away at a job that i went to college for and i was so whatever but then they had to rip me off of the casket because I almost tipped it over while I was the preacher and also cussing God out. No, I, I mean, first of all, what you're telling me makes um, me angry for you. People aren't. And I don't want to lose more people. No, but, I, well, if people are angry at you for surviving however you've had to survive i don't think you need those people um but i don't want to make that decision for you but i mean it it, anyone who can't look at what you've been through and understand what happened to you next oh god they're i mean they're either at a level of self-denial or lack of empathy that is atrocious you're leaving he's going he's gone goodbye where'd he go jade i'm right oh no oh no i'm oh, you're here my battery is dying so i'm trying to get oh some- we're charging we're getting a real we're getting a real full 
<laughs> a full throttle here. And we would do want to keep your battery going. That would be good. But I'm, but again, I mean, I I it pisses me off because who is anybody else to look at you and your life and what you've been through and criticize how you process that? I mean, it's ridiculous. And it, it's, you know, I'm glad that you're honestly like that part of it makes me glad that you're so powered by spite, you know, <laughs> like, because it, 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 I understand that now better than even before when you were first talking about it, because that's really fucked up, you know, to take somebody and judge them for, for, for having their world come apart when their whole world has come apart. It's, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, you know sucks though. I mean, a lot about that sucks, but tell me what you're thinking Dark. specifically sucks. The story actually gets darker. Oh, no. And just keep okay. in mind, I'm smiling. And like I said, one of my biggest goals was like, if I ever get a platform, I'm going to talk about the dark shit. That's fine. Um, I'm with you. My dad, I was staying with him, uh, you know, just to make sure he was okay, but he had COPD because of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And one night he woke up clenching his chest and begged me to take him to the ER. And I did. And when people want to question my, uh, um, fear of death and things like that. Like my dad, who was a two time Vietnam vet, his last words was help me. I'm scared. And I was just some dumbass Bible major kid. I didn't know how to help him except for drive faster, but that was a problem <laughs> as well. But my dad, who was one of the toughest people I've ever met, his last words to be on the planet was I'm scared. And people wonder why I have CO or I mean, <laughs> nobody that watches me know they know I have COPD. And I know you fucking caught that, <laughs> but, but yeah, why you have fear of death and anxiety I, and yeah, it's the PTSD thing messed me up bad, but it's oh. also why I'm very open about it because if I have to go through BS, like if I know how to make someone not go <laughs> through the BS, oh my God, you want to share your story so you can help other people. Yeah. And yeah. that's, I decided with my music that there's a lot of people that think that I make dumb shit and I don't care as long as they know that like, I'm here for them at the end. Oh God, did I just like do that? Like in boomer angle? <laughs> so you got no, you, you were, you were boomer adjacent, but you were not quite boomer. We couldn't count your, your brain cells or your nose hairs or anything like that. So you're oh. okay. So, okay. So, so you you hit that point everything is crashing down around you you've gotten your diagnoses you're still making some music you're getting through every day i assume okay and at what point and i hesitate to ask this as if there is definitely a point but at what point if there was one or has been one did you start to feel like as you said you were you know, once you especially had the diagnosis that you were started sort of figuring out who you actually were, you know, aside from what your brain was doing, how it was messing with you. What do you feel like at some point you've got your feet a little bit, at least more under you? And no, no. I still don't. As a matter of fact, one of the hardest truths that I've 
ever had to come to grips with. The first time I saw a, hey, I'm not doing so bad thing. Um, the day, and this is why I never celebrate milestones. I like post it to keep the algorithms going, but it's like my brain's probably not there. Um, every day that I've celebrated a milestone that anybody would be thrilled for, I was trying to convince myself not to hang myself. Mm. Mm. I did not want to be alive. And that's why I'm so adamant. If I see any of my musical homies, like stuff sucks. I'm like, I'm right here. That's right. I'm right. That's right. Like we can get through this. I've been there. I've talked myself out of a lot of self harm while doing this. I was about well, to be. I mean, I, I, I also imagine that I know when something horrific has happened in my life, I feel like I'm not allowed to be happy or enjoy things what did or I say? celebrate things because I feel like if I feel okay, I'm not grieving them enough or I'm not um, respecting their loss enough or I'm somehow, you know, um, disrespecting can them. I say thing? Yeah, of course you can. Please don't think that me starting to cry is bad because I just told Jade that a week ago. <laughs> that I, I torture myself because... If I'm happy, I'm afraid my parents will think I forgot about them. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> but no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I yeah. know my parents will be like, fuck yeah, you're doing great. Kick ass, you son of a bitch. That's right. My but brain it's just guilt. It's guilt. It's guilt. No, it's, I, I, I totally. Thank you. Thank you. It's guilt. It's guilt. No, I mean, Aaron, I, I think... Um, so much of what I'm hearing from you in how you deal with really fucking awful shit is so normal. And I wonder if because for so long when you didn't know that you were bipolar, you seemed like an alien, you know, um, and you think maybe that there are things that you're doing that are really normal that that you don't think are normal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I. I, I mean, PTSD and grief and tragedy and loss. And I mean, you got just hammered by life. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think as long as you're not hurting anyone else, I don't think there's a wrong way to deal with that and get through it, you know? And, and I know that feeling of, um, you know, having lost someone and being afraid to smile or being afraid to laugh because it feels wrong. Like it feels, them. yeah, yeah. Like and and them. that's and that's it. True at all. No, and you and you can't because if you don't let yourself enjoy your life and your successes and your relationships and your music and everything else, you're not living either. You're just existing and. Exactly. And I don't think good me, parents would ever want that. Ever. 
me the most angry is that like, okay, so my godmother is, you know, pushing my dream forward. I send her everything I make and she's mm. my biggest cheerleader. We love Mary. We love Mary at Boxing Guest. We love you, Godmother Mary. Oh, Mary <laughs> is my world. She is my world. Like she was the person that hugged me tight at my mom's funeral and said, I made a promise to your mother that if anything happened, I would take over. And I need everybody to know that she has went above and fucking beyond. Mm -hmm. And also mm -hmm. she won't be mad me dropping an F-bomb with it because... No, that's Her just that's just that's just linguistic dramatic. flavor. That's it. Sorry. It's spice. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mary, oh, Mary. I think Mary's seen you through enough stuff that I think you're allowed to to drop oh, as many f bombs as you want. Seen me message her at three a.m. being like, Mary, I don't know how I can pull out of this. Uh, she's just she's been there through a lot, but she never stopped. But I also one of the one of my favorite things, and I have to tell this story. Tell it. My mom and some weird rando don't know her name was Susie but they had a falling out okay and my mom wasn't sure because we were like 8 hours from home how are we were going to survive you know how we survive mary the woman that grabbed a bunch of crayons and said draw on the walls if it makes you feel better hmm. And it's just funny because I've had family members go, and I know my brother will enjoy this if he listens to it, but we have an aunt that when she died, we both laughed. Okay. <laughs> and I know that sounds dark, but maybe he'll explain. But um, with I'll have to interview him next. <laughs> with Mary, um, it was never that way because she's always been deeply important mm. to me, mm. but also because she knows that like I made a promise months ago that I was willing to embarrass myself as long as it raised awareness, especially towards dudes that hurt themselves because they feel like they have no one to talk to. I'm sorry. I'm a bro. And I'm the bro that I hope other bros know that they can message at 1 a.m. And as long as I'm manic, I'm probably up. <laughs> there's, there's the plus side. But, but you're not embarrassing yourself, Aaron. Let's get that really clear. Because I think it's people have this, and especially I think men are taught that being strong means you don't deal with your shit. You don't talk about your feelings. You don't even feel your feelings most of the time. And I think that's weakness. Actually, I think the strongest fucking thing that a person can do is look their demons in the face and deal with them and then talk about them and put them out in the world and give that gift to other people because you don't know who's going to watch this or look at your Facebook page or listen to your music and go, okay, if Aaron can talk about this, if Aaron can survive this, if Aaron is still here and, and, and he's even here for me and I have the feeling you're saying, even if you don't know somebody, if they're struggling and they reach out to you, you're there, you're their brand new friend. And that there's nothing embarrassing about that. There's nothing weak about there that, that, that that's about, I mean, 
Jesus, you're like one of the strongest people I've ever met. And I don't care if you're not okay. I don't. I don't care. The fact that you're not okay and you're here makes you strong. You couldn't survive what you've survived and make this really great fucking music and put it out in the world and have Jade. And clearly the love between the two of you is just so special and so real and genuine and, and unconditional. That's you know, so I mean, that's strength. That's strength. Feeling okay is not strength. Being honest and genuine and real and talking about it and trying to put it out there and do exactly what you're saying you're doing, that if you have a platform, whatever it is, you're going to use that to try to help other people. That's strength. So, oh. I mean. <laughs> I cannot. I'm, but, okay, so, actually, it's weird. I'm glad that this interview happened at the time it did uh, because about this time last year, I was standing on a rooftop um, of the apartment I was living at and the first parts of the words were on a rooftop getting high, I got diesel in my veins thinking about suicide. There's no Jesus in LA. And it came up randomly, randomly. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there on top of a roof, slamming vodka, praying that I found the toxicity level that would kill me. And the best part is, though, is I actually talked with the guy that made it. He goes by Red Leather. But I talked with him about it and said, hey, dude you release that song at just the right time. Mm. Because now I've decided to go home and get better. <laughs> and it's, it's a fun story because the dude was talking about his dark experience and doesn't realize that his dark experience kept me alive. That's it. That's it. Because we just need not to feel alone, right? That's it. That's it. That's it. And that's why... I mean, like yesterday, I kind of got a little more snippy than I wanted to on my page, but someone came at me because I know mm. this person has talked to me and they knew my sense of humor. And I said, I wrote most of my songs lit. Everybody knows it. Anybody that's been with me knows it. Yeah. But they came at me and I was like, nah, this person knows that it's self-deprecating. You know, why do I need to be this level of X, Y, Z to function. I don't know, but it bothered me. But basically that was tied into the fact that like a lot of people come at me for being open. <laughs> Weird. I, well, I thought but th those are people who are closed and scared because I think what happens is when we're open about things that are ugly and scary and hurtful and harmful, like things like suicide and self-harm and mental illness. I hate even calling it that, but you know, mental health issues and, and, and whatever, whatever it is, what happens is, and I've been around Aaron, it's not just you, so many people in my life who hate me for talking about that stuff and dealing with that stuff. 
you do have to, but a lot of people don't. And I think what happens is it shines a light on something that they want to keep very dark. You know, they don't want anybody to know about it. And to look at you and see what you're doing and how you, you fight from what I'm gathering, you fight every day to stay on this planet. That's what I'm getting from you to one degree or another. Right. So, I mean, if, if somebody's going to criticize how you fight that fight for yourself, fuck them. Seriously. Fuck them. And I look, I get it. I am, I am disproportionately affected by what other people think, even when I know in my head that they're wrong, knowing it cognitively and buying into it emotionally are two very different things, right? So you can tell yourself, oh, they don't know, whatever. But my therapist told me once that if something is bothering you, it's because it's resonating with a part of you that's either being more honest or is afraid that they're right. And I, I have taken that in <laughs> a lot, you know, because it was like, why is this bothering me so much? Like, I, you know, and I've, I've, there's a quote, like, don't, don't ever take criticism from someone you wouldn't go to for advice, which sounds great. You know, it's really pithy. It would be great on like a mug or a t-shirt, but it's really hard to do. Um, but, you know, I, I get that. I, I get being bothered by that kind of stuff, but you are living something that most people don't survive. You're actually, you're living a series of things. <laughs> you know, you've got, you've got a couple, any one of them taken by themselves would be enough. Um, addiction, bipolar, you know, losing both parents, all this other stuff. But I mean, that's why I love Mary now so much. I will probably never meet Godmother Mary, but I love her because she was your constant, right? And is still, that's the one thing. <laughs> Can I tell you a story? You can tell me whatever you want. Actually, one of my favorite stories, and this is a bonus. Okay. (laughs) It's funny. And the only reason I say that is because when you mentioned Mother Mary, I, when I became Catholic, had a very hands-on experience with Mary, I guess we'll say. But what I want to say the most is one of the most intense moments I had as a Roman Catholic was when the priest who loved me so much that by the way, I have to do an entire series on father Casey. Okay. Um, father Casey is one of the most important people to why I'm alive today. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I'll say is that I also developed his sense of humor Okay. And when you when you mentioned Mother Mary, it's funny because it sounds really dark, but it was actually pretty helpful. Okay. Uh, Father John was watching me in an empty Catholic church bawl my eyes out while I was screaming when I didn't know anyone was listening. Mm-hmm. And then as I was crying, I wiped the tears from my eye and then wiped the tears on Jesus's, um, well, I mean, feet. I can't think of anything to call them, but it's cool because they were feet. <laughs> feet is good. We, we will but go with feet. Father, 
Don was like, I've never met anybody to do that. And I was like, yeah, but in two weeks, my opinion will change. So it wouldn't base much on it. But Father John was really wrecked by that because at that point, I was like, I need whoever is at the receiving end of what I'm doing to please hear me out. And Father John was like, you called out. <laughs> Ta-da. Mm -hmm. But it's a weird... Oh, and I also realized that I was chatting while probably doing... That's okay. <laughs> I'm I'm staying on the roller coaster with you, whether it's visual or anything else. I'm I'm you're good. Don't worry about it. Whatever you're comfortable. Jade's not being a good lawyer. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want Jade to do legally here? Jade, what? Sure that I don't get boomer face. That's oh, like I didn't realize that was a legal concern, but okay. Um, it is whenever most of your generation boomer faces okay. well you could do it the other way and just put the camera directly above you and just you know do do a drone shot or something but that would be cool if i didn't need cigarettes <laughs> you need you need two hands for that so Jade, okay i'm gonna rip on her be like this would have been better if you didn't boomer face me <laughs> I if Jade is focusing on the boomer face, I think we we we've we've uh, we've missed the mark a little bit here. I don't think. Hey, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? I think I think you're 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 um the angle of everything you're talking about is more important than the camera angle. I'm good with that. So well, okay. So all of this now, um, all of this now brings and us to, um. Because I do want to make sure that we also talk about your music, but I, I couldn't really figure out a good way to go forward and give that context, as I said, without talking it, about it, some of what you've, you've been through. You've actually made me more comfortable that I can say I think I'm making Boomer Face. So that tells me that... Good, I'm glad you're... you're honestly, that that's my, my whole thing with this show and just being a person in general is I want people to always feel and be safe and comfortable with me. So that means a lot and to they me. will. But, and they I'm, will. I'm, I'm glad. Do that with every fiber of my being. Oh, well, thank you. That really does mean a lot to me. Um, I'm okay. guarded except for certain people. And now I'm willing I can imagine. Yeah. to cry on camera for you. Happen. It will be healing. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Seriously. No, I'm, I, I really, that, that is important to me. So, okay. So, so you are you know, still grappling with everything, obviously. So we're not going to wrap that up with a tidy little bow because there isn't one. Um, but I think that... Hmm? I said, oh, I mean, we can give it a whirl. <laughs> nah, nah, no point, no point. But so, I mean, your your music, um, one of the things that I... And again, I came to listening to it closely, carefully, um, knowing a good bit about your history, not, not everything that we've discussed, um, today, obviously, but, but, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, plot summary of it at least. Um, and one of the things that I noticed was that on your earlier work, you had a lot more vocals. 
um, uh, you have a lot of collaborators that you've worked with, right? You have, I mean, obviously, Saxicolis. <laughs> I knew I was going to stumble over that one. Um, and and one of my favorite songs of yours, um, and again, there's a lot of them, guys. You need to go and sit and listen, and it's you're going to have a different part of Aaron depending on which song you're at, but 8-Bit Dreams is one of my favorite songs of yours. Um, I love... I thought I have to... I I have to clip this to send to Aaron. Okay. Other Aaron? Um, he, <laughs> is that the Polaroid Tide? Is that is that Aaron? He's a theology major. Oh, okay. With the same degree as me and okay. a similar brain. And we've cracked up at this the whole time. Like when they're like, we like eight bit dreams. That guy's pretty rad. I'm like, yeah, he's religious, and I need him to back that part of me up. <laughs> but no, okay. he, he's literally a good dude, and I love him to the moon and back. So is he Polaroid? The Polaroid Tide is that? He is the Polaroid Tide? Okay, I mean, beautiful voice, really beautiful, uh, and. Also, the one thing I want to say, if anybody ever wants to work with him otherwise, um, his bedside manner with what he did is amazing. And it was one of the most pleasant ah. things I've ever dealt with. But I also need Noel to know that that doesn't include him because I've actually worked with him longer. Right. But Aaron, <laughs> uh, one of the best one of the best experiences I've had. We even had yeah. a knockdown drag out over the sweep in the song. Okay. But we figured it out. That's how you know you're good with people. If you can fight with them and then come out the other side and you still love them. <laughs> if you're too polite to fight, then you're probably not close to somebody. But I mean, good that, that you, you have a bunch of songs. Um, you know, and again, if I tried to go chronologically, there's just too much. But I mean, like, your stuff alone, um, 8-Bit Dreams, Betamax is another one I love. Um, and I know you've said, and I don't know what the story is, but I think you said at some point on Facebook that you wanted to tell everybody why the fact that people like that song so much and it's doing so well was like kind of like a... Uh, uh, what's the word I want? Like it, it was like a a a justification. I'm glad you asked. It means that I know it would fucking do better than the asshole that criticized it. Okay, thank you. So it was it was uh, what's the word? validation for you? That's the word yeah. I wanted. So yeah, it okay. Like, so it's not gonna do well. And actually, I posted it like a year ago that it had a much more '90s approach to it. Okay. Okay. Um the baseline wasn't supposed to be what it was okay and i did it and i ended up being proven right but also keep <laughs> in mind that this goes back to our theme of spite <laughs> it goes back you to, need to make, seriously spite. what i want you to do is have jade draw you drinking from a can that says spite on it instead of sprite that's what i want you have to oh, ask Right. Jade, listening. we got it. We got to make that happen, Jade. Seriously, like <laughs> it just because it Look, fuels him, you know. But I mean, w one of the things I love, hello, beautiful. One of the things I love so much about that song is, and I don't know, you might get this because you talked about MTV. Do you know Howard Jones at all? Yeah. Like, to get to know you well, yeah. 
there's a there's a Howard Jones vibe to that song that I it's like a particular sound that I love so much. I love Howard Jones and and I remember listening to that one and going, okay, I got to hear why <laughs> the fact that he's vindicated by, you know, it doing so well. So okay, so somebody thought it would not. It was more Turned spite than okay. Whatever. Okay. So, I mean, just a couple other ones. I'm just going to kind of shoot them out and maybe you can tell me stories about them. Um, Suspicion is another one that I really like. Um, that's a very different vibe to me. It's almost more ethereal. and um, But I also got like a, almost like a Stevie Nicks Edge of 17 kind of feel to it. Um, I was paranoid. That okay. sound of a paranoid guy that just discovered pitch bend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It doesn't have to be more than that. That's that's totally fine. <laughs> so in talking about all these different songs, I wanted to get to playing one of them. Um, and you chose Don't Leave, um, which is, you know, from this year. But did you want to talk about it a little bit before we play it for everybody or you want to just let it speak for itself? I mean, I feel like it would speak for itself, but I feel like one thing that I need to mention is um, I've always been really guarded with what I do. I take it seriously, and if anybody wants to come at me, I mean, cool, but I guard against that. Mm -hmm. But Jade was some random weird-ass Tinder girl. I love you random weird ass tinder girl <laughs> but at the end of the day i let her in to some of my biggest insecurities mm -hmm. I did i let her into my biggest insecurities and the thing that i realized is even lately i said beeb i feel like i'm having a heart attack my panic attacks are so bad. Mm. And she never criticized me once, which is why I wanted to tell her. So I make all the wisecracks about her dealing with my weirdness. But I feel like there's a reason why I've let her in. Mm to this particular part of my world, like Beeb. And by the way, I call her Beeb and Herschel too. He actually just cussed me out. <laughs> the cat. And Herschel, fucking dickhead. I feed him. <laughs> he owes me. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, it's like, these people are the people that will hold me at the end of the day. Like, be I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be around. Please help me. Mm -hmm. And she does. Mm -hmm. And that's why I get pissed at her too. Because she's like, my heart's not good enough. I'm making fun of you for it. I'm making fun of you. What's not good but enough? Her art. Oh no. And oh, I'm like, she, she, we know she's wrong about that. So <laughs> oh, I know she's absolutely 100% wrong by that. But you can also relate to it, though. Because I have self self deprecated. Yeah. Problems. Yeah. But I also will call her out 
on it. I well, guess. you do it for each other because you love each other. I mean, that that's what I'm hearing from you is. I'm trying to ask her if I actually love her. Do I? Okay, she admitted it, so we're good. <laughs> You've got that on camera now. But I mean, like, that that's the best feeling in the world, at least for me, to be a thousand percent unfiltered, uncensored myself and to be loved for it. That's, you can't feel safer in the world than when you have that. So That's this, what, I imagine, is is where Don't Leave came from. Is this, a, is this a song that you wrote for Jade, just kind of like, have patience with me, even though we know she does? Like, is this, is this sort of your fear of losing her talking, or is this? It really does boil down to that. We're going to play Don't Leave by Electric Tardigrade. Here it comes.
So I, I also wanted to get into your side project because um, you and Saxicolis have a whole separate thing going called The Saddest Humans. And what you have, I think, four songs out for that so far? Almost five, but yeah. <laughs> Almost five. Okay. Well, here's me being lazy. He'll yell at me. Okay. So four officially, and then one is in the works. Okay. We'll go, yes, we give a lot of things a whirl around here. So, so I mean, what what I was intrigued by in the description um, of the saddest humans is that you are putting out this genre that you're calling Shredwave. Um, and basically, from what I can gather, um, it's a lot of you know synth, you know electronic techno, you know same kind of experimental music that you do. But layered over that is a ton of just absolutely shredding guitar, like kind of 80s, you know, oh, hair yeah. band metal kind of guitar, like that really, you know, anthem in the arena kind of, yeah, you know, kind of. And it's a really cool combination. Like it, geez, I'm going to end up getting dizzy here. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I really I really like that because, I mean, you, you have um, – um, the last one I think that you put out, or at least the last one of the four that I listened to is Frenetic Dance. And like for all the world, it sounds like an ACDC song to me, but then it's got this techno beat. It's very dancey. Um, and I just think that that's, um, that's a really cool combination of, I don't even want to say genres, but just, you know, sounds. And, and um, is that something that you're, it's, it's something you're kind of inventing? I gather this shred wave. Absolutely. Okay. And best parts is I fed the story of me and Sexicolus to chat GPT. Okay. Because at the end of the day, he is the reason why I'm doing any of this. Okay. Okay. But I was supposed to do funk bass and he just sort of, magicked his way into it otherwise <laughs> but it meant a lot to me at the time and a lot of times he likes to bring up the fact that i somehow stumbled upon and then people are like why would you publish that because it sounds like he's being an asshole be like no he's not being an asshole he's just as surprised as i am and he's just trying to make peace with it. And I'm okay. like, I got you, but probably not. But we'll work on it together. So was the surprise the, the new genre that you were inventing? Is that the thing you were both kind of shocked by? Or no, what knew. was the surprise? We knew the surprise for him was that people actually love what he's making. Ah, okay. And I'm like, like that's the surprise he is shocked that people will take time out of their day <laughs> to listen to what he's doing mm -hmm. and i'm mm -hmm. like how the hell is that a problem like <laughs> dude, what's the problem he's just surprised one fucking sorry i burped one <laughs> fucking and i'm like yeah it was one fucking take like we saw that Wow. And he's all about it. And I'm like, dude, like you let this be the hill that you die on. 
like <laughs> you're amazing and the people that listen to my bullshit know that this is your bullshit our bullshit matches up we it does it's matching people. bullshit luggage yeah okay <laughs> but so. i'm all sorry you don't have anything to be sorry for you. I wanted you as you are and I got it. That's all I asked for. So, but okay. So just to, I'm not even going to try to sum up. Um, what is that from uh, the princess bride? Like, you know, let me explain. No, there's too much. Let me sum up. Um, you know, right. so, um, you are a warrior, whether you feel like one or not been through a ton of shit, you are putting it into your music. You're putting, you know, yourself into the world every day even though it's hard you are making a ton of music you are starting a new genre um you are transitioning from one type of experimental music in your solo stuff to another um you know you've got when is the next song coming out by the way for for electric tardigrade do you know when what's following joyride or and when i'm trying to ask jade because she's my mom when is it coming out mom (laughs) we don't (laughs) fucking know Okay. I'm asking you. When is she asks me? She's like, "Why can't you give me?" Why don't you ask Herschel? Maybe Herschel knows. Um, That may be what he's been trying to say all this time. Is plug the new single, meow. Herschel doesn't fucking know anything. He doesn't. So um, we don't know. Um, and look, we're we're on the electric tardigrade train, and we don't have to know anything. We're just fucking. uh, We're here, and we're along for the ride. (laughs) we'll just we'll get it when it comes out but i need you to know this from a like legal standpoint okay there is nothing nothing that i've said that is off limits like i absolutely mean it i've probably said some things that are sad i've probably said some things that are rough but at the end of the day my whole goal with all of this has been, hey, I made these wisecracks about X, Y, and Z, but like, are you okay? And I'm gonna try not to cry because that's like, that's that's, that's my biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Like, if there's like one dude that's like, I'm struggling and I need somebody, I don't want to ever come across as like, I'm a mess up, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I want that person to be like, we got this guy. Well, because and you're still here. That guy. That's I it. That guy for that guy. That's right. That's right. No, I, I think that has come across really clearly. Um, I you know, so. and I and I think, no, I mean, look, you know, I mean, full disclosure, this is the weirdest fucking interview I've ever done, but I'm totally here for nice it. Nice try because, thinking I'm going to be mad about that. I, I didn't think you would. I actually kind of felt like it would make you proud. <laughs> I kind of thought maybe that was like a small side quest you had set for yourself. Um, but no, I, but I, I actually love that because my whole thing is I, you know, I'll listen to all the music, I'll do research, I'll ask questions, but I want the person as they are. I want to get real. I want to get genuine. I want people to be honest. And again, as I said, I'm most, most of all, I want people to feel comfortable and safe. And you have shared that you, you know, you are there for people who are struggling and especially guys who are struggling, who feel like they can't talk about it or there's nobody for them to go to. Even if this interview accomplished nothing else, which I think it has, because I think you're 
your music and I we should make it's sure we point job. it out. Yeah, your music is really fucking good. And um, and I mean that from the beginning of what I've heard all the way to the current stuff. I mean the saddest human side project project with sexicalis. I can't get that word out, sexicalis. Um, you know, it's good and and people don't even need to know all of this to appreciate your music, and they don't need to know all of this to appreciate Jade's art. And again, let's plug Jay Procyon art too. Um, okay, bye. listen, it feels bizarre to to end the show as I usually do, but I, I for the sake um, of consistency and really honestly, I just want to see what the fuck you're going to say and answer this. There is a segment at the end of every show that we do called In the Box Seat. Oh, God. And it is five God. questions. These are, I'm going to tell you right now, a hell of a lot easier than literally everything else we've talked about. So I'm sorry. You're okay. No, 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 mm -mm, no. This is great. This is you. This is real. That's what I wanted. You have nothing to apologize for. So shut up. Shut up. Okay. Oh, I will never shut up. And no, you shouldn't. Just out of spite, you won't shut up now because I told you to. But okay. So the first question is, and I don't know where we're going to go with this because I, I, I am certain that this, this numerical limit is just not going to hold for you at all. If you had to sum up your music, Lord help us, in five words or less, <laughs> what the fuck would you say? And I'm going to count. Actually, Jane, I'm maybe sorry, you can help Jesus, me count. that you thought this was good. <laughs> maybe I should ask Jade. Jade, could oh. you sum up his music in five words? Oh, my words God. Or less? Even better. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I have a feeling Jade might get no. even remotely closer you, to the number. You have brought something that has to happen. Jade, come here. Please ask her. Okay, Jade. Her how she feels. Please. I'm begging you. <laughs> Anything she says, take. Okay. <laughs> sum, up, sum up his music. Here we go. Jade, are you with me? Experimental heartfelt. Don't fucking give it a break. Give it a break. Let it be. Let her talk. Experimental heartfelt. But I have to make fun of her so she keeps it fair. I think everything he makes builds a world. I'm sorry that I couldn't do it either. No, okay. Experimental heartfelt builds a world. I'll take that. I can distill it into five. I'm going to do that myself. We got anywhere near it. It was under a thousand words, and I'm grateful to both of you for that. So there we go. And okay. For every second. What, but I love what is your favorite thing, Aaron, about being a musician? Boner jams. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, that actually, that tells me. Is that's that a 40 year old virgin reference? It is absolutely a 40-year-old version. I'm right there with you. Okay. Boner Jam Jams. 4.5. <laughs> no, it was like Boner Jams 2000 or something, I think. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, is, is the least favorite thing about being a musician the flaccid jams then? What's going to be the answer to that one? You know that that's the case. She's probably like, why did I decide to date this fucking weirdo? It's never boring, right, Jade? Never, never ever, ever boring. <laughs> also, please, please don't edit this. Okay, I will. I will. I will. Nope. I, I will not. We'll, we'll show Jade being embarrassed by me. She's hiding off camera right now, so she's she's she's, she's letting off little embarrassment rays. Then that's okay, but. 
Okay, but so do you know that I've like interacted with you enough that I'm like, nah, I can get away with being a fucking weirdo. <laughs> so you're welcome. You're welcome. I feel honored. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that as my first really my first impulse. <laughs> feel honored, but you do you. Okay. I'm okay. Sorry. So uh, least favorite thing we'll go with plastic <laughs> jams. I don't even know anymore. Um, okay. If you had to pick one album, again, I'm just, this is a few exercise of futility, but oh, if you had to pick one album to listen to for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mbop. <laughs> okay, we're going to go with just Hanson on the desert island. Mbop. No, it's it's Hanson. You're just going to be like, oh, Hanson is the best. Oh, you're laughing. You think I'm... Actually, they have a song called Penny and Me that I really love. So they did have a second song that I know and I liked it. So Hanson, we'll go, God we'll damn, go with Hanson. You ruined it because I'm like, <laughs> if I have to get into why Hanson nailed it, I'm screwed. Mm -hmm. And you're absolutely correct. Hanson nailed it. And even the fact that they both know know that it's like okay you guys are monsters and amazing at what you do now i have to be serious and fuck you for making me serious <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but it's just like hansen is amazing and i'd be like hello hansen band well actually if you listen to the lyrics for mbop they're a hell of a lot deeper than people realize yeah, that's the main brother. Taylor. Brother Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can diss it however you want, but the dude got it. Oh, yeah. And you the also, you can't get harmonies like that when you don't have it within a family. There's something about that timbre that they all share that's just uh, really beautiful. So there you go, guys. Fucking Hanson. Okay. Yeah, but congratulations. We're in the home stretch here, Aaron. This is the last question, okay? Oh, Jesus, fuck. Anyway. Your, your toilet paper roll. Does the toilet paper go over the top, or do you pull it out from under the bottom, and why? You don't oh, even put it on the roll, do you? No, I haven't. Dude, that, that's basically probably closer to your answer. <laughs> but what I would say is, like, Whichever makes my butthole less comfortable. <laughs> Wherever you land in that argument, like, oh, is Aaron's butthole less comfortable? <laughs> then your answer is, oh, he doesn't like it. And then be like, oh, is Aaron's butthole more comfortable from this interaction? And the answer is, then he needs his butthole represented <laughs> differently sorry but i also need you to know one thing and i mean this with every fiber of my being okay. i know that i'm being funny mm -hmm. and i know that people are going to hear me and be like oh this dude's messed up and like i know that <laughs> i fucking know that i fucking know it harder than everything mm -hmm. but one thing that i promise and please at least with everything that i've said Mm -hmm. Help me with this. I don't give a fuck that I messed up because at the end of the day, I want an interview 
of a person who's like, I can't survive. Will you please help me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the person that I want entering my phase. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. I know that's dark and blah, 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 blah. But that's the person I need in my life. No, don't apologize for dark. That's half of life at least, right? So (laughs) you guys, thank you for being yourselves, for spending time with me. And uh, I really, I will say I wish you the best. And I know that could sound hollow, but I really do. Um, And at the very least, I hope Herschel stops being a dick at least somewhat um, for the rest of the evening so that you can have that going for you, okay? Aaron, Jade, Herschel, thank you again for talking with me. And uh, guys, thank you for watching Boxing Guest, and we'll see you next time. Bye.